What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of. We're your hosts of. And we're the host of. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Hey, y'all. This is Brittany. So in December, I had the honor of being a part of the first annual West Coast Podcast and Cush Expo. That's right. Podcast and Cush all in one building. And it was actually pretty, pretty dope. Only on the West Coast, you guys. Only on the West Coast. On top of that, I met with some pretty amazing Black millennials right here in San Diego. So on this episode, you will be listening to what each of them have created, what they've been up to, and some pretty good advice they have for the rest of us. Y'all enjoy. All right, friends, we're listening to a live taping at the first annual West Coast Podcast and Kush Expo presented by West Coast Entertainment. I'm Brittany, your host of Living Millennial, and I'm solo today while Mandisa and Jamal live their real lives, but I got a few special guests for y'all today to keep us entertained. So today I'm with my friend, Mr. Wright. How's it going? I'm good, I'm good. So the first thing I, uh, I got from you is from the East Coast. That's right, uh, Washington, D.C. I just got over here to California about four months ago. Okay. All right. So let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Is that a, was that a culture shock for you or what? Um, yeah. I mean, the weather's really nice. I don't, I don't know if the culture shock per se. Okay. Still in the U.S., so, okay. <laughs> you know. So you feel comfortable? You, you, you're, I feel, you're yeah, I feel comfortable. I feel okay. comfortable. I mean, people out here are very laid back, so... I'm, I'm originally from New York, so we're very uptight over there, so this is <laughs> yeah. like a breath of fresh air, you know? Okay. I understand I'm from Chicago, so yeah, you, yeah, you would that. know. Yeah, in the city. Make, I had to make a few changes, switch up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to pull it down. So, uh, let's talk about what brought you here to uh, San Diego. Right, so I uh, am a contractor. I work for the Navy, and um, I had basically a contract that I was supporting back east, and they were like, hey, you want to come out west? And I said, let's do it. Awesome. And then let's talk about your, your platform and what you're doing here. What you're okay. going to bring them on? Absolutely. So uh, my platform, I am a uh, a host, um, event promoter of sorts. Uh, the name of my uh, event is uh, Deep Tech. Uh, we do house music, uh, mainly like deep house, tech house, techno, um, even some disco every now and then. But um, it's basically like a dance event that I throw. Okay. All right. Nice, nice. So. Um, you you just explaining uh, the type of music that you're into tells us that uh, you're not a millennial. I mean, you know, technically, <laughs> technically, I am a millennial. Oh, nice. I okay. mean, I, I I didn't want to be a millennial, but <laughs> I looked at it and they said I'm on a cut. So uh, I'm a little bit of an older head. You know, I was born in '82, but they they're okay. saying that's a millennial. Yes, so. yes, you're with us. I'm with y'all. Yeah. You claiming it now? Are you claiming it? I'm, yeah. I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. Now I'm claiming it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so tell us uh, what it is that you, you want to do uh, with uh, Deep Tech here in San Diego in the future. What do you see yourself going? Right, so we're going to keep the event uh, going. I've already got the event working out on the East Coast and DC. We want to bring that continuation over to the West Coast. Um, and it's going to be a monthly event where we book local uh, DJs, house music DJs. Um, and some, uh, you know, mid mid level uh, talent okay. from around the country. Yeah, so you want to stay local so far, right? Uh, yes, we're gonna yeah. stay local. I, I will admit, I am bringing in some uh, some of my buddies from Chicago, which is where you're from. I'm flying my buddy from Chicago in. One quick question, though. So, um, how long have you guys been uh, been doing this? Yeah, so uh, Deep Tech started in 2016. So we've been doing it for about two years. Um, we started in DC, obviously, and then I had the opportunity to come out here, so we want to keep it going. And the goal is to have the event on the East Coast, the West Coast, uh, potentially Chicago, the Midwest, and kind of bring the whole brand uh, nationwide. Okay, nice, nice. Now, as far as your audience is concerned, do you see a difference between uh, your East Coast audience and your West Coast audience? Well, when we have the first show, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oddly enough, uh, there's a lot of folks from the East Coast that have moved over here as well, um, but I think we'll have a I think we'll have a pretty good audience. We're true to our brand. Um, we have merchandise. We have an Instagram page. 
Facebook. You can follow us. I make music. We're going to start a label. So we're just trying to like unify everything under that Deep Tech brand. Nice, nice. You know? Okay, nice. And go ahead and shout out your Instagram and your Facebook. Right. So my Instagram is uh, at Deep Tech Official. Uh, Deep Tech Official. So one word. And then uh, Facebook for uh, the Deep Tech San Diego, it's just uh, Deep Tech SD. So you should be able to find us. I'll be sure to do that. We'll be sure to follow you. You can follow us back for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and if there was any any advice you can give uh, our Black millennials right. today, what what can you throw at us? Start your own business. That's what Deep Tech is. It's my own business. Um, I started that business in 2011. And it's something um, empowering about being able to, number one, run your own business, but hire those that you think could help you that, you know, might not normally get that opportunity. I mean, i.e., uh, you know, black folks, Latino folks, whoever. But you can help your own community by starting your own business and your own brand and making it official, like Deep Tech Official. I love that you just said that because that's exactly what we're about here at Living Millennial. We want to give a platform uh, to show um, what they can really do for the community as far as their businesses and services. So we really, we definitely appreciate you coming through. Thank you. Um, yeah, no problem. Any last words? Any, any, any last words? Um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I really like the uh, platform that you guys are doing. This is cool. And it fits in perfectly to what I'm doing because, like I said, I started my own business and I'm out here trying to promote it and get the word out. Well, much appreciated. I think Thank we you. might be working together in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll link up for sure. All right, you guys, that's our friend, Mr. Wright. Uh, we know we're going to follow him on Instagram and Facebook at Deep Tech Official on Instagram and Facebook Deep again. Uh, Deep Tech Official, if you want the DC page, Deep Tech San Diego SD, if you want the San Diego. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank we you. appreciate you. All right, we back, we back, we back, we back at the West Coast Podcast and Kush Expo first annual at the World Beat Cultural Center. What's happening, my friend? <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so look, how about this? I, I can say your name, right? But I love how you say your own goddamn name. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself. All right, throw it in. Hello. My name is Keith Coleon, last of the small Higgins, you feel me? I'm over here living millennial, out here more than a podcast, we'll be potting in the cast today. <laughs> That's exactly why I made that decision. I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that as good as you, bro. <laughs> All right, so we've seen you at Black Expression before. Uh, you're... Bro, you dope as hell. You dope, yeah. No problem. So, so tell our audience where you from, a little bit about your background. For sure. You know what I'm saying? My mom was born out here, but I was, uh, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. You can't tell with the accent. You know what I'm saying? I'm country. I'm proud to be country. You know what I'm saying? So I moved out here, and it's been all love ever since I moved out here. And black expressions, like you said, you know what I'm saying? Every Friday night. 2196 Logan Avenue, just throw the plug in right quick, but hey, it's more than open mic. It's the way you're gonna find the most dopest artists of any kind in San Diego. So I'm gonna second that for sure. I'm gonna second that. Um, I've been pretty often and every time you walk in, like the vibe is just dope, right? I think the first time I was like, this is where all the black people at. I got mad excited. I got mad. I'm not gonna lie, I was inspired. Don't get mad, don't get mad. Now that you found it, you can't be mad. You don't get mad when you found some treasure. You don't be mad when you find treasure. That's true. Oh shit, there you go. I feel you. All right, well tell our audience you know, a little bit about the work that you do and, and where you're headed. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a creative dude, you know, like, I'm last at a small Hicken, so everything I do is gonna be like one of a kind. So I'm an artist, like, y'all do music. I produce, I rap, I sing, I write. Some dude asked me to be his ghostwriter today here. You know what I'm saying, real talk. So I'm like, ah, I'ma take it. You know what I'm saying, I'm a poet. I'm working on a book, so you know, I do a lot of things. I'm just, I'm, I'm pr promoting the creative side of people, cause I'm black. You know what I'm saying, I'm better lives, I have good consciousness and knowledge, so. I'm more than just a color, I'm more than just an individual artist, so I do a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? 
Well, that's very clear. And one thing that we definitely want to showcase is diversity on the show. And uh, you're just a whole big bunch of diversity in one, one package, bro. You know what I'm saying? What else can I be? Other than magnificent. When you magnificent, you got to be black. It's that melanin. It must be that. Magnificent melanin. What you talking about, bro? What you talking about? It's the juices and birds. It's the juices and birds. All right, so um, tell us a little bit about uh, the business side of things, right? Let, let's let's dig into that a little bit. For sure. Well, the business side, you know, um, not only am I an artist, you know, I'm also last of the Smohicans. So, you know, that's that's a creative side of me, you know what I'm saying? I have a creative house called, you know what I'm saying, uh, We Black, We Got This. You know what I'm saying? And black is more than just a, the word. It's an acronym meaning better lives with African consciousness and knowledge. So breaking that down, you know, knowledge is... Uh, it's the one thing you can give away, but you can keep. So it's a special gift. So when you can do that and, and lift your people and power folks, you know, I do that often. So, um, you know, I'm a creative dude, so I do a lot of visual arts, you know what I'm saying? As I say, I write for folks now. You know, you know, now I do. Add that to the list. Add, you know, add that on to it. ain't accomplishments to me yet, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't got to where I need to go. But long as some uh, old cat told me one time, as long as you got a lot of irons in the fire, you know what I'm saying? You're going to stay real warm. So, you know, you got to, you got to, you can't just, you can't just limit yourself. You know, think out, say think outside the box. I said, just think that there is no box. That's, that's actually pretty dope. I was, I was actually going to ask you to drop a little knowledge for the black millennials, but that right there, that. That iron in the fire, shit. When well, you high, you know, I'm high all the time, last of the smoke hitting, so I don't know what's going to come out my mouth, you know, half the time. Long as I ain't cussing, my mama can listen to it half the time. I'm straight, you know what I'm saying? I probably shouldn't have cussed then. You trying to get mama to listen to that. I'm, my own mama can't listen to this. She going to listen anyway, though. No, my auntie made though. Hey, auntie. <laughs> That's that Killmonger line, you know. Hey, I'm saying, hey, I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, any any last words you wanna you wanna throw at us? Definitely. You know, if you wanna, uh, you know, what I'm saying, hit me up. Follow me anywhere. Social media, my my life. You know, what I'm saying, is at Keith Colion. That's Q U I S C O L I O N. You know what I'm saying? You look that up everywhere. That's Q U I S C O L I O N. Keith Colion. Last of the small hickeys. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we exchange our information. We're going to follow you. Uh, you're going to follow us. Nah, man. And we definitely look forward to, to working with you more in the future, seeing you more at Black Expression and other places, and seeing uh, all the exciting things you have. More shit you going to throw on that resume, bro? Oh, yeah. Oh, yo. On the real. I'm opening up a dead press at the San Diego Music Box. So. That's the first time somebody asked me to open up, you know, when I had to pay no money. So, whoop, 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 whoop. The boy coming up in the game. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon. So the next person you guys are going to hear from is the amazing and the crazy talented Anita D. She's right here in San Diego with us. And I honestly cannot say um, enough positive things about her. She's a writer. She's a poet, a host. She hosts many events here in San Diego. Um, and before you guys get to the actual interview, I honestly, I want you to hear a little bit of what I became inspired by. Take a listen. In my third grade art class, the teacher asked us all to draw self-portraits and she said she would assist us if we needed help picking the right color for our skin. I asked which one best suited my face. She took a few moments to think about it and then asked, what are you again? Before I could say anything, the class looked at me like I was an unfamiliar exhibit. Like my skin was an abstract image that had never been noticed before. Such a peculiar shape. This was the first time I felt like I didn't fit into the color spectrum. I still remember how my face filled with humiliation. The deep breath I forced into my lungs to keep the tears from falling. How she called my name in the midst of children laughing, handed me a red crayon and said I could color my embarrassment with it. That day, I mixed Crayolas until I had a pigment that matched no one else's picture. I figured being different on purpose would hurt less than doing it accidentally. I had to teach myself that my complexion was not a mistake, that I am handcrafted by a god that dipped his paintbrush in both Mexico and Africa. I am a culmination of cultures, yes. a product of diverse love. I grew up to be proud of who I am, to be comfortable in my skin and proud of my different, but even as an adult, sometimes I'm still haunted by the tone in my art teacher's voice and by the laughter of my classmates all the time. 
Shiko, Raishia, Shiko. Okay, okay. Here's the interview. All right, friends, we are back. We are here with the incredibly talented and powerful writer and poet, Miss Anita D. What's hello, up? hello. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So if you guys know better, you already know who she is, like, to be honest. You've probably already seen her, like, Black Expression, Queen Bees. That's actually what I got put on. I sing her. Word. Yes. And you'll, you'll be hooked automatically. Also, oh, uh, I mean, I know you kind of just got here, but you having fun already? Yeah, already. Yo, I got here. Just, as soon as I got here, I walked in and somebody handed me a joint. Like, <laughs> it was lit. This is lit. I didn't even, like, realize this event was, like, this happening. Well, this is the first one. This, so this is going to happen. You said it's going to happen quarterly. Word. So I'm going to get used to this because... I can't wait to take some of this stuff home. I'm about to have a, a real good time. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm gonna have a real good time uh, taking this home. But so I feel like I want to get right into this. I feel like right. you really could. I really could with you. And I know that because I've I've heard you speak before. Um, and you really, you talk about some yeah. ass shit. Like yeah. I think my favorite one. I think my favorite one is actually um you were talking about being uh, mixed. Basically. Oh, colors! Yes. Yeah, and it's super dope because like my best friend is big, I have cousins who are and I, I hear that conversation that content pretty often. Um, so I really want to talk about like your let's talk about you, your background, what got you into writing. Yeah, so um, so I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm not from I'm from the East Coast. Um, and I really I got introduced to writing in my sophomore English class. Um, my teacher was just teaching about like Shakespeare, and it was signed at 116. And, um, that I made me fall in love with love and poetry. So I just wanted to like start writing and it was like, she taught me it was like a therapeutic tool. And then I was a junior in high school and I was watching all the poetry videos on YouTube. And I saw Shehan's um, type love poem that I want to love like me thinking of you, thinking of me, thinking of you type love, that poem. And I was just like, oh, I want to do that. Like I want to do what he does. Um, so I was just like performing, but I didn't know that it could be like a job or anything. Like it was just like a hobby. And then in 2013, I moved out here um, just because I just wanted to get away from Brockton. It's really not the best place to live. Um, I wanted to get away from my family, honestly, because it was like toxic and like I just needed space. So I got as busy as way as possible. Um, and then I went to Queen Bee's one day. Like I got invited to go to Queen Bee's, and it was like, oh, it's an elevated eighth year anniversary, and they were like, there's an all deaf poet that's featuring, and I was like, oh, cool. And it was Shehan. And I was like, oh my god. And I showed up and I didn't know who anybody in San Diego was. Like, I didn't know who Rudy Francisco was. I didn't know anybody. And I, Rudy, I told him, I thought he was a doorman when I first met him. <laughs> no. I swear to God. He, like, I walked up, like, and he's just standing with a clipboard, like, oh, do you want to sign up for an open mic? And I was like, sure. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, he's like a regular, he's a doorman. And then he gets on stage and I was just like, yo. So then Rudy that night invited me to the slam the following Monday. I went to the slam. That was my first slam I ever competed in. Um, and I did not do well at all. And then I'm there I met um, Ronald Preston Clark, who ran Lyrical Exchange at the time. And he invited me to Lyrical, which is the next night. And so it was just like, I was introduced to like San Diego poetry. And then like everybody I met like worked in poetry. Like Rudy was like, that's what he does. Like that's his job. And I was like, you can do that. Like, and I didn't know. So I started like practicing and learning for everybody. And um, I got into slam and like, I don't know, I made a team in 2016 and everything kind of just started to, San Diego has a long history of poetry, spoken word, slam. Um, so I just came into it and they welcomed me like family. So. Yeah, that's awesome, honestly. And I had that same experience. Like, I remember my first time I played music doing this thing outside, never hear, like, uh, talk to people on the line and then go up there and just out there and then just. It's a, I mean, it's like, like, damn! That's right. And as soon as I get a chance, like, I can book. I still have it. Alright. Yes, like, it's just it's super dope. So, um, but, so, what you guys know is every writer, or every creator has a different type of process to get started, right? Um, so, what's, what's the process? Like, how do you get, how do you get in the mood? What, what does that look like for you? Um, typically, it's, it's kind of always different, um, because sometimes it's, Sometimes I'm just like really overwhelmed with stuff 
and so I just have to let it out, and I just kind of start writing, and whatever happens, happens. Other times, I have, like, an assignment, and I know that I have to, like, write a certain poem or a certain theme, so I give myself, like, a time frame. Um, when I write a poem, I, I, I try and, my typical setup is, like, I have, like, a story in the beginning, like, and then there's, like, some type of flip, and I get to, like, the meat of the poem, and then it comes for stuff. It's like a, it's like a puzzle to me. Um, and sometimes I've written poems, like, in a day, and then it's taken me like years to write a poem. <laughs> like it's so it's like it's always varies. Like it's different, but um, a lot of the times I'm just like in my room with my laptop or my notebook, um, smoking, and <laughs> I'm just in a zone. It's really probably late at night, like two in the morning or something. That's like when my brain loves to write when I want to sleep. So yeah, I've literally woken up out of sleep. Like I've been like laying down and like a line popped in my head, and I'm just like, oh, that's a cool line. And I'm like, you should work on that tomorrow. And then I'm like, you're going to forget that. Write it down. And then I write it down, and I'm like, another line pops up. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm up. Now I'm up. <laughs> and I love that you actually write it down, because I cannot tell you how many things I uh, never write down. And I'm like so mad at myself because I do not write that shit down. Yeah. It will never, ever come back to me. So, um, so let's talk about what do you want to like accomplish as a whole with your writing where do you see your, your writing going um so what i really want to do is i just recently started doing workshops over the past like year or so um and they're writing and vulnerability workshops so i create like safe spaces i call them safe space workshops and those are usually geared towards youth um i've worked with middle school um preteens elementary high schools um and what i want to do is do what my mentors did for me and just like educate and Instead of like just telling kids about poetry, how it can be therapeutic, talk to them about how all all the things that it can lead to. Like I didn't know that writing a poem could lead to me competing in a competition to get on a national stage. And now I have like I've been on three national stages. I've, I have my own merchandise. I hosted events. I featured. I've been flown out to featured places. Um, I've done the Staples Center, and I'm like, all that is because like poetry. So I'm like, there's so many things that can happen, and I, I want to just be able to like teach kids that and show them that, but also like teach people the importance of um, how poetry can be a therapeutic tool and how it's uh, just like all the things that it's done for me. I think that like especially talking to our youth. Um, I think it's, it's really important to talk to, like, um, young people because they're often told that, you know, they're not, that they don't they don't have real stress or they don't have real problems or whatever or because they're kids, like, they don't have to worry about things. And it's like, they deal with a lot of stuff and it's like, I know they did because, like, we did. And, like, I feel like that's the time that's most important to, like, give them some type of outlet to let them know that, like, now nah, you're going to make it through this and, like, there is other options and you don't, that you don't have to do Conventional, graduate, go to college, get a business job. What? That is not have to happen. <laughs> like that's dope, and I think that's actually a very important thing, and, and that's kind of what we want to create here with Living Millennial. Uh, we want to show people that, like you know, we can be diverse, not have to do the same thing all the time. Right. We don't have to, like, uh, conform with what our parents want, what anybody else wants, you know? If you know our stories, then they should have to share the experience. So, I'm super, super love that. I actually, let's get a little bit deeper. Okay. Let's get a little bit deeper. Right. Because, so, I, I brought up color, and how I love that. I'm not even mentioning how I love that shit, right? Like, stop, 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 stop. And, I, and, I, and I, that shit just makes it, like, just paint such a clear picture of, um, Native American in my blood. So I'm super mixed up. And I'm 
usually the only person that looks like me in the room. And so, like, my whole life I've dealt with that. And, like, when I was younger, because um, I was on group on the East Coast, and it's different. And there's a lot, there's, like, a lot of Cambodians out there. So a lot of people with my complexion that, like, were closer. So I didn't get questions as much. But, like, like I remember my elementary school was predominantly white. And, like, that was the, the, you know, the poem. And I talked about, like, my... Um, our teacher was like, we had to paint like pictures of ourselves, and I asked like, what color do you use? And she was like, well, what are you? And like, embarrassed me and everything. And I was just like, I don't know what to say. So I was like, I'm, I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, so it's when I, it's awkward. Um, it's, it's always like a chance, right? Like as an adult, I think it's I get more of a chance to educate people um, because like a lot of people like don't know what K bird is, um, and it's like I think it's like. I find it uh, kind of rare. Like, there's a lot of people that are Mexican. It's like it's not that often that I find people that are um, are Mexican or black or like that have the same skill. So I think it's now I just get to like educate people. Um, times that it's like gotten like the reason I wrote colors was because um, it was actually a friend of mine who is a poet who is African American made a comment about somebody else who was light skinned and they were like, well, she's not black, black. And the thing is, she like, but she like referred to me as like black. She's like, oh, and so I was like, I'm lighter than that person. And if you were saying like they're not black, black, so I'm not black, black, but I'm not brown, brown. I'm not Mexican, Mexican. So like, I'm like, what is I don't know what does that mean? So that's like why I wrote the poem. So and it was like, a lot of people think I wrote it almost like to, like two white people, and it was like I wrote that for like for black and brown people because it's like this black and brown beef that I didn't even really know existed until I got out here because that's not on the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, I just maybe I didn't see it or whatever, but like as far as um. Black people love Latinas on the hill you go. It's different. There's just like there's, there's no Mexicans. There's Dominicans, there's Puerto Ricans, there's no Mexicans over there. So it's different. It's a different demographic. And so here, it's like Mexicans, like, and like I knew that because like my grandmother hated my dad. And like she never learned my name because I'm half black. So like I know that that existed, but I just, I was like, oh, that's my grandma's old. I didn't know it was like still happening. And people were like, still like that. I'm like, y'all better. Stop it. Like, well, coming, coming from Chicago, I can definitely let you know colorism is real. Like, yeah. We would have that dark skin, light skin, beef, like, from elementary. Like, well, I'm cuter because I'm lighter. We would have those experiences. Um, I'm blessed enough to have, a, you know, family that we have almost every shade, every color of the wing type of thing happen in our family. But overall, we have, like, such strong and confident people. Like, 
I grew up in a household of all light-skinned people, and, like, so I have, like, family that, like, raised all different colors and stuff, and, like, I had to, like, unlearn a lot of shit. And um, now I think, like, I'm conscious of, um, I'm just aware when I, like, meet people or I'm in situations where, like, either I'm gonna, people are gonna, like, question what I am, um, whether it's, like, white people or usually, actually, usually white people. Um, nobody really of color is like, what are you? It's just, like, we, that question never really comes up. Um, so it's usually just white people. Um, but, but now it's, like, and I think, like, honestly, after I've done colors, like, especially just, like, in the demographic of, like, San Diego and, like, people who, like, heard me and know me, um, I don't have to identify myself anymore. I don't have to, like, do that. And it's kind of, like, um, I feel like the space that I found myself in San Diego, the uh, community, is, like, very um, welcoming. Like, I mentioned the incident earlier, like, that's the reason why I wrote um, Colors. But even after I wrote Colors, like, we had a whole, like, me and her had a whole conversation and, like, you know, learning moments. And, like, which, so that, I think that's dope. Um, and so, like, the environment that I'm in, like, the community, I think it's super welcoming. And, like, we, I, it's super diverse. And um, I just feel like the only times I'm really, like, have to, um, I don't know, I guess, like, feel uncomfortable or if I, like, feel like I have to be aware of, like, my color or anything is if I'm around white people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But it's, it's honestly, it's true. And I love how you're being honest about that because we, that's, that's our experiences. We get questioned about everything. We get questioned about our hair. We get questioned about our, anything, like our eyes, our background, a number of things. Um, and it's uncomfortable. Like, it can be very, very uncomfortable. Um, and personally, I've learned how to um, ask why. Like, why is that important? That's the life of a lot of black millennials is being questioned by white people as to about our culture, yeah. um, which for me can be uncomfortable because there's a lot I do not know, and we know why. Right. We know why. So, um, but so let's um, so let's talk about the work that you're doing right now. Let's talk about what you're promoting. Um, and then I want everybody to know exactly where to follow you, where to find you on the regular when they want to see you and your work in person. Alright, um, so right now, um, I'm back in San Diego. Like, I just got back from Boston. I was there for a year. Um, but I'm slamming in San Diego. I'm going out for the team currently, um, for the slam team. Um, but it's like every, the second Monday of every month is the Poetry Slam. So that's where I'll be at. Um, on the 19th, December 19th at Hooker Lounge. Like Hooker and Poets. Um, there's a, it's called Hooker and Poets, but there's Erotica Night Slam. And I'm competing in that. It's a two-year anniversary for the event, and it's a slam. So I'm competing in that. Um, I'm usually at Black Expression every Friday. Not every Friday, but I try to be there um, like at least like twice a month. Lyrical Exchange on Tuesdays. Um, I just started working with Amin Ron, the host, to... Um, do host workshops um, before the open mic, so him and I have been like hoping to run workshops with like writers, um, like writing and performance workshops. Um, and then other than that, I'm really just trying to hustle. I've been, <laughs> I'm just out here trying to hustle. I have my merch. Um, I have my new chapbook, Vivian, um, that I got her. Um, well, she was birthed on Valentine's Day, I guess this year um and i have like my poses and stuff i try and um set up merch tables at black expression um i've been trying to promote myself online sometimes um but yeah um y'all can follow me um my instagram is uh nita d underscore inspire um twitter same thing um book me <laughs> Buy my book. <laughs> That's the most important part. Book her. Put money in her pocket. Trying to get paid. Well, we certainly look forward to working with you more in the future, to seeing you more and working with you. Thank you. I'm excited to see what y'all got going on. I know y'all just got started, so I'm excited. Um, y'all have the ground running. I'm excited to see y'all develop and everything that's going to happen with y'all. So, I appreciate that, Queen. Thank you. All right, you guys, so I made a new friend that just walked right up and just gave me the biggest smile ever. I couldn't help but talk to him. We have our friend Faye Green in the building. How you doing, man? 
I'm good, I'm good. How's it going over here with you guys today? Listen, I'm having a good ass time. Everybody is high as hell, and I feel like I'm high just looking at them, so why would I not have fun? Exactly, man. I'm just excited to be here. It's my first time at this venue, and I think everything turned out great for today. So. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Where you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Connecticut is where I was born, Hartford, shout out to Hartford, uh, but I live out here in San Diego now and I've lived out here pretty much my whole life since I was a little kid. Oh, dope, dope, dope. Alright, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the work that you do and, and where you're headed. Yeah, of course, no problem. Like she said earlier, my name is Fade Green and uh, I'm an artist, performer, and entertainer, songwriter myself. Um, I'm always trying to bounce from different stage to stage at different venues, uh, showing and promoting my music. I dropped an EP at the beginning of this year, um, and I just dropped a single on Halloween called Marionette. It's really dope. The video's out there on YouTube. Look it up. Fade Green Marionette. And uh, me and uh, my manager, we also run an entertainment company called Pure Art Entertainment, and we throw events ourselves. We actually have one coming up on the 31st. It's a New Year's event that we have a ton of local San Diego artists performing at as well. All right, dope, dope. And tell us a little bit about your audience. Like, who do you capture the most and who do you uh, hope to capture? It's weird. It's a wide spectrum of people that uh, I think I like to tackle. Uh, a lot of people always ask me, like, oh, like, you know, what type of music do you make or, you know, your, your genre of music. And it's also, it's always hard to define, you know. I like making hip-hop, I guess, as a, a general perspective, but I really, like, tailor on it to anything that I, I latch on to anything that I really like and feel comfortable with um, like I've written I make I can produce EDM as well as what I do and then I also um, have written pop songs for uh, female vocalists as well um, I mean I, one of the things that caught our eye from you guys as well I mean we saw the the signs we said uh, the get vulnerable with me signs you know what I mean well that's actually from a, a writer uh, that we interviewed earlier her name is Anita D here in San Diego so she's dope she exemplates um exactly what we want to promote here in San Diego that's like just black folks doing dope shit right. so we, we want to give her space yeah, as well like yeah. yeah man and, and thank you for even putting a platform on for us out here like that man that's super dope and I mean, everyone out here, that's one of the things, the bigger things with PR Entertainment. We're trying to get people, all different types of artists to come together cohesively and, and create a correlation of businesses to work together, especially those of ethnic backgrounds, man, so we can actually finally, like, really uplift each other with this generation more than we have, man. Like, and when we talk about artists, we're really talking about, I mean, entertainers, we're talking about dancers, talk about writers, we're talking about singers, we're talking about cinematographers, basically anyone that's trying to do things things for themselves in the community, you know what I mean? Like, come together for it. That's us! <laughs> That's super dope. Yeah, do you, could, could I give you, I know I didn't really get a full description to describe like what I'm, my music is like, but what, can I give you a snippet of a verse or anything? Yeah, I, I'll do, we'll do something a little deeper. Um, Alright. Damn. Don't you hear me knocking? Destiny, open this door, let me walk in. I know I've been destined for more than these pockets being empty and taking these buses and walking. Tired of not having that car I can park in. Tired of washing these dogs and they're barking. Tired of them telling me when I can clock in. Tired of pretending that I can be Clark Kent. Honestly, I only want the fame and the fortune to give all my family a portion. Record this, relocate it, reinforce us, the enforcer to get us out of these places we're forced in. Of course it's important. Show what the point is the point is to point out the direction of their courses with a weapon of choice and let them know life's a game but if you don't play you'll be pointless damn they say they your fade if you got it to go ahead and use this art man and i'm tired of taking my daughter to parks for amusement instead of amusement park so i'm gonna choose to start and i'm gonna fuse this heart with this music part and i'm gonna use this art man yeah but every time that i try to keep it real i'm gonna feel like i'm left behind that was dope. Thank you. Hey, wait, say that part again. I'm tired of taking my daughters to uh, yeah. to parks for amusement instead of amusement parks. Yeah, God man. damn. Yeah, that man. That's my that was dope. Shout I out to you. my daughter, man. That, that's my that my little girl's that's my world, man. That's my best awesome. friend. Well, thank you for, yeah. for giving us a little bit. Oh, she's so cute. She has right glasses, there. you guys. No, right. She has glasses. They're pink. Give that smile. They're pink. smile from them. Oh, my God. Let's go. Let's Yo, that ass. That ass. She has the same smile as Let's he does. Go. For real, for real. Yo, that's awesome. Well, I mean, 
we need to know where we can find you. Tell us all your handles, man. Like, we, we got to figure out where you at so we can follow you and we can see you. Uh, and we can actually watch you do just great things. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yo, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. You can find me at Fade Green SD on all social media platforms. F-A-D-E-G-R-E-E-N-S-D. Fade Green also pops up on YouTube for you if you want to check out my new single, Marionette. It's also on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, where you can also find my EP I dropped earlier this year. Thank you, guys. And a uh, real quick question, actually, because you just dropped some pretty deep lyrics on us, so I feel like I can ask you this question, and you're going to give me a bomb-ass answer. I really feel like it's going to happen. Give us a few words for black millennials today. If I can give a few words for black millennials today... And, and, and direct this mainly, you know, even to my, my younger siblings, especially because they're struggling with, with keeping their head in the game, is, is uh, stay focused, you know, um, learn from our families and learn from our generations before us. And I want you guys to pay attention to the past that you guys have in front of you, because if you see the trials and the tribulation and the obstacles coming, it gets so much easier for you to avoid them. So stay focused, stay strong, stay connected, and build that community, man. That's what's up. Well, we appreciate you. We're excited to see uh, all the great things you're going to be doing in the future. And we'll, I feel like we'll be working together in the future. How's that sound? Yeah? Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Next up, we're going to have my boy Leroy, a.k.a. Lee Boy, who's the founder of Satellite Music Entertainment. And they do have a single right now out uh, called San Diego featuring Danny Phantom. Uh, you guys would be very interested in the journey uh, that my boy Lee Boy has to uh, tell us about. All right, friends, so we are still live at the West Coast Podcast and Kush Expo, and I have my friend Mr. Leroy right next to me from Satellite Entertainment. How you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, good. All right, so I'm going to let you do all the talking because you're grinning real hard right now. You you look like you're excited to talk to me. Definitely. All right, so you say you're from Florida. Let's start with that. Okay. All right, how long you been in San Diego? Six years. Oh, dope. Okay, what brought you out here? Football. I played football at Grosemont College. Okay. Nice. And um, on my road to uh, glory, uh, I, I got my I got my girl pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying that kind of slow slow down that dream, and I just I shifted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what happens, though. I mean, you can't help but love the West Coast. You know? So why would you want to leave? It don't snow. All right, so tell us a little bit about uh, Satellite Entertainment. I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay, well, Satellite Music Entertainment, um, we, we, just, we just got established in um, August of 2018. Um, so we, we're a new record okay. label. Um, I've been making music myself um, a little over a year, so um, I just had to get a hand on the music business and learn to, to own your own masters and things like that. Okay. So, yeah, the publishing, everything that you see on the internet, Apple Music, Spotify, everything is owned by Satellite Music Entertainment. Nice. Okay, dope, dope, dope. All right, and tell me about, like, the audience that you're trying to capture. Okay. Um, right now, honestly, everybody. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, bring more eyes to San Diego in general. Not because I mean, I've seen people blow up in San Diego, but I've also seen them venture off and not really, not saying they don't show love, but they don't come back and own the city. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm more so into turning San Diego into a spot like LA or Atlanta or New York back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So when say I was to get on a, if I have a song that blow up and they want me to do something in LA, like a photo shoot or interview, I will ask them to come down to San Diego and do that with me, you know what I'm saying, here, in this area, so that'll make them put money into the city, they get in a hotel, this is going yeah. to San Diego, they going out to eat, it's in San Diego, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I like how you think, man, I, I appreciate that, because uh, I'm, I'm tired of San Diego sometimes, yeah, I'm, I'm already tired of going outside of San Diego, I, like, I know. But, but the good stuff. And that's what people always tell me, like, why you like San Diego so much yeah. if you're from Florida, and it's like, 
it's so much here that y'all don't see. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, me yeah. as an outsider, I see it. And I mean, I've been, I'll say, exiled from a couple people's yeah. event just off of my view of. I feel like people don't really appreciate what's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stuff like this, you can't have this at Florida. You can't. That's true. And That's you, true. And somebody would like to go to Florida and do something like this. Yeah. But artists are not getting together in Florida. Yeah. They're they gonna fight, they're gonna shoot. Yeah. And it ain't gonna be nothing. Yeah. For you at least. Yeah. And you know, and I say that all the time. Um, you know, it's so easy to network here in San Diego. Exactly. Which is crazy. Like I'll tell you a little bit about me. Like I'm from Chicago. Uh -huh. And I've been here for five and a half years. Um what one thing that we not really used to is, is when you walking past somebody, them just smiling at you and saying hey for no reason. Exactly. So what happened was, like, I was maybe here for about two or three months, and um, my, I was staying with my aunt, and she came home one time and was like, hey, like, uh, you gotta cool out. You mean mugging the neighbors and stuff? Hey. They saying something to me. I'm like, what you mean? Like, because in Chicago, where we're from, yeah. you're looking at somebody, like, what's you got a problem, like, right? Exactly. Or you said, hey, you want something like exactly. that? You can't get nothing from me. So, so I, I, I feel you on that because now I'm so now I'm used to it, right? Yeah. Now somebody don't say how to be like, I might feel some type of way. I'm so like open to networking with people and chatting with people and coming up. And uh, that's one thing that I give up to San Diego and yeah. Cali maybe California in general. Cause back at home, like that's not happening. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. It could be that it's too cold, right? Don't be look. Don't be trying to talk to me. It's cold as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, could yeah. be it. But other than that, like. I'm sure you know. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's something that we don't normally talk about all the time. It's like yeah. actual networking because that's yeah. something that a lot of folks out here, like, they don't know the difference. And just to piggyback off of your networking, yeah. like, as I'm sitting here doing the interview, Satellite Music is still networking because, look, he's over there going from table to table. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And other people who say they have, like, this music entity or company, yeah. they don't have artists. It's just them. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I mean, exactly. we young and all of that. They might not look at us like we know what we're doing, but yes. when it hit, yes. they'll understand. Because yes. even with branding, when I walk in, people are like, oh, satellite music, I've seen that before. I know what that is. Yeah. I mean, you know it, what's up. it's all about branding. Yeah. Well, tell, tell our audience real quickly. Um, you know, tell us where to follow you, where to find you, what's well, your next event, all that stuff. Okay, um, right now, uh, we closing out the uh, 2018, right now, with just a single with me, the Lee Boy featuring Danny Phantom. It's called San Diego. Um, you can find that on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Shazam, any anywhere. You can just Google Lee Boy and you'll find everything. L-E-E-B-O-I. <laughs> all right. Um, my Instagram, at SME underscore Lee Boy. You know what I'm saying? Just Google me. Everything's there. I'm sorry. Alright. Google me. Ain't that Google a song? Me. Yeah, yeah, I am. Sing, you know that I'm song? Sorry. Sing it, sing it, sing it. No, no. You wanna I know my song. song? That's all he care about is his own shit. That's what I'm talking about. You feel I know me? my shit. Right. Well, look, I look forward to working with you in the future. You can follow us as well on Instagram. Um, I like the way you think, brother. You, you, poof. You're exactly what, um, what we want to feature on the show consistently. As far as uh, showing uh, Black millennials diversity and uh, really our hard work, right? And what we want to what we want to get out in the future. And honestly, how we dig ourselves out of the hole that uh, they they put us in. You know what I'm saying? Hey, brother, stop it. You're great, bro. I know, I know, I know. All right. So I'm really excited to introduce this next person. This is going to be our reoccurring guest, a financial expert for our Black millennials. This is Taylor. She's awesome. She's really funny and she knows exactly what she's talking about, you guys. You'll be so interested to hear what she has to say. Enjoy. All right, friends, we are back. We are back. We have future recurring guests in our show's financial advisor. Hey, Taylor on the scene. What's up, Tay? What's going on? <laughs> All right, you just got here, but how are you enjoying this so far? Yo, it's lit, and I mean, and like literally, it's lit in here. I'm getting so much contact, it's ridiculous, but it's a, the, the energy is crazy, the vibe is positive, a lot of positive people. Uh, I love it, I'm loving it. That's dope. I just want y'all to know that uh, Taylor is a native San Diegan. I did not expect to see so many natives here, but... Uh, there's 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 many of y'all, and you repping, but you always repping. That's not that's no surprise. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that. Actually, um, let's let's talk about your background um, and, and where you came from. 
Well, I'm originally from San Diego. I grew up in Southeast San Diego off of 47th and Market Street. I attended Gompers Preparatory School. That's a, that means preparatory means it's a middle school and a high school all together. So it's not <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I attended Gompers, played basketball for Lincoln. Um, got it. Got into some trouble, so got expelled from Gompers and got it, got kicked out of the school district. Had to go to alternative learning, and I ended up graduating from Crawford High School. Okay. Um, so you, you sound a little bit like me, trouble kid, right? Trouble kid. <laughs> a little crazy. At risk. Let me use my, my uh, what is it? Quote, my, my quote, my finger quotes, at risk youth. All right, so, um, so tell me what, so let's go back, let's double back, all right? So you're going to be our future recurring financial advisor. Hey. Uh, so let's talk about your background in finance and business. Let's start, start there. Well, my real, my real background finance started um, just growing up in the environment that I grew up into. I'm gonna be honest with you. If that's okay, can I be real? I uh, you don't have a choice. Okay, I admired the drug dealers, the hustlers. That's what I envied. I envied that that lifestyle. Was something about it that I wanted, right? However, when I saw them being incarcerated and spending time, I'm like, wait, it's not worth it. It's not worth driving that bin, driving, you know, those cars around, luxury items, the, the jewelry, to get locked up behind bars, behind what you're doing. So therefore, you know, I joined the military, ended up getting a degree in business management and accounting. And I just help people now, like with their budgets and, and flipping hustles into residual income. Damn. I know that's right. You know what I like about that though? You literally just said, I admire what they did, but I saw what they had to go through, right? You saw the consequences, and not many of us really consider the consequences. So I super, super love that that you went there. Um, so living millennial, we like to talk about, uh, you know, being a uh, black and majority white spaces. Okay. So we gonna get uh, we gonna get straight into that. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about you being a person of color, a millennial of color, uh -oh. and in uh, majority of spaces where you may not see yourself. Let's talk about that. What are those spaces? Yo, is this a hot seat? I feel like this seat's on fire right now. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Um. Wow. That's a that's a that's a deep question, and I think a lot of people don't want to um, talk about it or accept the reality of the situation. But I'll speak about it. Working in a uh, corporate America. It is difficult for a millennial of color to do what I do. And with that being said, just by stereotypes, right? When I'm at work, I'm wearing business attire, I'm in a business suits. Outside of that, you see me wearing my, my Nikes, my J's, whatever, just something comfortable. So, so it is difficult. And um, I'm just still trying to find my place. But like I said, that mentality is, is keeping me focused on what my real purpose is. And that's why I'm here today. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. So if you can think of uh, of one event or maybe two that you may have to piece together, right? If you can think of one event that uh, may have shaped how you operate in those spaces as a person of color, um, what, what event would those be? Wow. So I'm going to be honest once again. I thought I was going on the right path, path in life. And um, when I was 20 and a half years old, because you had to be 20 and a half to apply, I thought I wanted to be a juvenile correction officer. I wanted to get into juvenile probation. So I'm like, okay, let me let me be that force and let me let me help the youth, the at-risk youth, and help them get on a positive path, right? So I made it through the Department of Corrections to be a juvenile correction officer, and I got denied during the psyche eval. She denied me, and I'm like, man, I thought I did everything in my life right up to that point. I'm like, I'm going to school, you know, going to a junior college at the time, working in group homes. I'm laying my path and my foundation that I thought was was for me. And she specifically stated, she was like, you know, your brother has too much of a negative influence in your life, so I don't feel like you'll be a best candidate for this position. So for me, being where I come from and the environment that I lived in and my family association, it took me in shock to where, okay, I'm like, well now, let me join the military, right? Cause quote unquote, this will help me get a better life and it won't, it'll break the, the stereotype that, that I'm associated with based off of my environment I grew up at. So that alone, like that situation alone was the root of my foundation. And I'm like, okay, 
you know, let me let me use this and use her opinion, negative opinion on me, and let me push it to say to still come out on top and say I'm gonna use that as motivation, and I'm still gonna be successful. Whether I go to gotta go to the military for a few years or whatever, but but that situation answering your question is what what it was for me. Damn, that's deep. That's deep. I would have had a whole attitude. I couldn't tell you how old were you when it happened. You were 20 and a half. 20 and a half because you had to be 20 and a half to apply. So everything prior to that, I'm like, you know, laying down my resume, my foundation. I'm like working in group homes. I'm like, okay, I'm 20 and a half. I'm about to win. Let's go. Let's go. And she's like, no, no, no. Listen, I cannot tell you how I would have responded to somebody telling me some shit like that at 20 and a half. Can I tell you the whole building would have been blown up. Like, I would have acted a stone cold fool. Two weeks later, I was in the army, headed off to boot camp. Like, okay, this is what society is going to label me to. So, therefore, let me go ahead and go with plan B. And I serve my country and, and do this so I can break that and also, you know, end up uh, discharging with the benefits or educational benefits after that. So that's what I did. That's dope. That's dope. No matter what, you made a way for yourself, right? That's, that's basically what Yo, you did. You were like, good. okay, yeah. this ain't going to work, so I'm going to make this work. That's the hustler that's mentality. Exactly. That's the hustler mentality. Exactly. That's and the hustler what? mentality. That's what millennials have to do. So 619 Unified is, is my nonprofit that I'm trying to push. Um, I've been doing it off the books for the past five or past four, almost five years. Um, just giving back to at-risk youth. For honestly, I don't even think I ever told you this, Britt, but like for me, like going to school and not having like the basic supplies and the clothes, that was a discouraging factor for me. So I acted out. I would get kicked out of class before I even went in. So as I got older and wiser and I learned, I'm like, yo, I wasn't acting out because I, I was illiterate or I was really bad. It was I was embarrassed. So for me, 619 Unified, this past year we did um, a thousand backpacks. I'm just all about the community, getting those at risk, quote unquote, youth and just trying to put them in a positive direction. If that means pushing backpacks to school supplies, the basic essentials, then that's what we're going to do. So. That's awesome. That's super, super dope. Now, I, I don't think you told me that story, so that's interesting. I was getting kicked out for other reasons. I'm not going to lie. My spoiled ass. I was just bad. <laughs> I was just, but I was just goddamn bad for no reason. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. So, so tell me, what is it that you, that you uh, hope to accomplish overall with 619 Unified? Just basically unifying the community, just bringing us all together, bringing the kids together, and allowing them to see that they can be anything, whatever they want to be if they put their mind to it. And embodying that factor and that goal, they're just pairing them with mentors, like individuals like myself and yourself that's out here trying to do positive things and give back to our community that we don't see. So mentorship, mentorship is a huge factor for me with Six More One I Unified. So if, you know, we got some successful people out there that want to volunteer uh, to, you know. Help out. We got your back. We'll get you some volunteers. Don't worry. We got your back. We got your back. <laughs> All right. So so you'll be showing up pretty often um, on the show. You'll be talking about uh, finances. You'll be giving some advice. One thing that you are not shy about, you live comfortably. You live real comfortably. <laughs> I said that wrong on purpose. You, you live real comfortably. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, and, and I admire that. I feel like that's some place where a lot of black millennials, if we're not already there, we're trying to get to, right? So that's exactly why we want you on the show. Um, and give us a little bit of, a little bit of advice right now. What type of uh, financial advice would you give some black millennials uh, at this moment? One tip that I can give today that I'll share is you can't be influenced by what you see on social media, right? As young millennials, we see people out here, you know, hashtag living my best life but they're really living their broke life. They don't understand that, yo. Like seriously, I have no credit card. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't take, taken a vacation in over two years because I've just been so focused on getting that next job. 
to secure not only my bag, but my stocks, but my retirement plans, things like that. So, so I would say, is don't be so content on what you see as far as being a millennial on social media, where people have these materialistic things or or cars or you know, and they got car notes and everything else. You know, I have the same car since 2012, and I'm still I just got a new car, but I'm I still got that one to the wheels fall off. You know, so I would say like budget and finance and. And one thing I tell a lot of people when they come to me, when they come to me and they ask for a budget advice, right? Because I'm 100% debt free, but when they come to me, say, yo, you want me to help you out? Because I'm real. You want me to help you with your budget? All right, give me a list of your goals. Because if you don't have goals, I can't help you with your budget. It's about discipline in every aspect of living. So for me, that's, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. I hope y'all caught that. She said she's 100% debt fucking 100%, free. A hundred fucking percent debt fucking motherfucking free. Like, damn. Okay. And I also hope y'all caught that she mentioned socks and she mentioned retirement plan, right? And I feel like that's a conversation we don't typically have. We're maybe starting to have a little bit now, but um, that's, for some of us, that might be a little new. So we'll be talking about that in the future, yeah. socks and retirement plans. Um, I love how you just dropped some of those little nuggets in so, so y'all can keep coming back, listening in to our girl. Um, but I appreciate you. Thank you for um, having me. Thank you. Y'all don't understand. Take, she's good people's, man. She's yeah. good people's. Like, she over here asking if she can keep it real. She knows she don't have a choice. She know, I, I wouldn't expect anything different from her. Um, but we look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you so Likewise. much for Thank being here. Um, I'm excited to see what, what, what you will keep accomplishing, to be honest, because you dip and dabble into everything. That's exactly what, what we want to see. And we want to show uh, diversity in this uh, platform. So uh, keep having fun. I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, we're we going to grab some drinks after this. Oh, yeah. we about to get I had a few already. You know? oh, Go on me. <laughs> All right, friends. So we are back at the first annual West Coast Podcast Push Expo. I'm making friends, y'all. Y'all, I think y'all understand. I'm making hella friends. Obviously, because I'm over here saying hella right now. I'm not even from the West Coast. Y'all got me saying hella and everything. That's the true bride, true bride. All right, but I got, I got my man's Ryan here. Yes, man. One of my new friends. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, you're from San Diego, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, it's like, I can already tell you got that SD vibe. Like, like don't fuck with me because it ain't going to work. We all laid back and we all do our thing, you know what I mean? Stay in our own lanes, you know? Yeah. All right, so so tell me about your platform. Uh, I came and met you guys. True Grind, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So we're uh, based out of San Diego, so you know. We got the California Quail as our logo and everything. So we did like, basically we started it for San Diego. You know what I mean? So we could have basically our own brand for the town. You know what I mean? So trying to get it in. All right, so so tell me uh, why the name is True Grind? True Grind is more like, it's a, it's a everyday struggle. You know what I mean? Like if you got a job, you know, whatever you do in life, to keep it going in life, to keep you above flow. It's not about money, it's not about any of that. It's just what you gotta do to stay above flow, you know what I mean? So every day, every day is a true grind, you know what I mean? Okay, all right, I actually, I, I feel that. Okay, that's, that's speaking to me. You, you over here preaching real quick. <laughs> How long y'all been in business? Uh, mostly like for like three years. We started like before that, and we had a different name and then we had to change it for some other things so you know it came out for the better so we still kept some of it similar it's just more i guess more urban more real to us you know what i mean so that's where the quail come in at you know what i mean the logo is a california quail that's our snake bird so yeah we're trying to get it in you, you real loyal, for real. Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's no question. You definitely yeah. are loyal, my man. Yeah. All right, so um, so you keep saying we. Yeah, and I know okay. it's just you, yeah, so let's, let's give that. our boys so, some shout outs. So it's me, it's me, Rover Ryan, you know. I'm the little cousin and everything, you know. And then it's Diggy Dang, you know, he's the top dog. That's like basically the top dog, TDE's type shit, you know what I mean? So yeah, he's the, he's the, he's the founding father, basically. 
Okay. All right, dope. And where can we find uh, your merchandise? Where can we find your work? Right now, the big cartel at True Grind Apparel, and then you know you can hit us at True Grind Apparel on Instagram or my Instagram, Mac Johnson Six with the number six. So. All right, and I'm sure I've explained this to you earlier, so you know, like we we are creating a platform uh, to really showcase Black millennials and businesses and services that we're doing, and we want to tell stories and right, not share right, experiences. Right, right. We want to show just how diverse we really are, right, right in this right. world that we live in, um, especially in majority white spaces or majority spaces where we might not see each other in. Um, but if you have like any words, any encouraging words that you may have um, for other black millennials that are out here that's really trying to, to grind truly, right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? I just say what you really got? I just say really, you know, like do what you feel is right and everything. Do what you think is going to work and do it to do it a hundred you know what i mean whatever you feel like it's gonna make you happy or whatever's gonna make you your money or you know your true grind go do it don't be scared do what you gotta do like i feel like you know like you know like bills price tags is always gonna be there so if you want it just go do it you know what i mean that's all it is that's a word. All right, I'm about to go out there and get on my shit because of that. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Leo, so whatever I want, I'ma just go. You know, like I got that fucked up mentality. Like if I want it, I'ma just get it. Yeah. That's not bad, but sometimes that can that can be bad. You know what I mean? But, but listen, you're doing exactly what you want to do. Yes, ma'am. Not letting anybody get in your way. Right. So right. that's that's always the good thing, right? That's always doing a positive thing. So you know. I, I respect that. I respect you. you. And I, I look forward to working with y'all more in the future. Yeah, like, we definitely want a future, you guys. We want, we want to talk with all y'all at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a few of us. It's more than just me and Diggy Dang. Yeah. But, you know, it's just we all got to come together when we all have time. Yeah. Life happens, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were just here with seven people. And then now it's just <laughs> two of us, you know? Yeah. It happens. Well, well hey, I'm, it's just me. Right, I'm solo, yes, but there's yep. three of us. Yep. So, okay, but see. listen, as long as it's always works, right? Yes, as long as we out here, we're yep. doing our thing. Somebody got to do. Yeah, we got an eye on that. Yep. Listen, man, I think we, I think we win. Huh? I don't know if you're a Leo, man. You might be Aries. You think too much alike. Maybe. Well, <laughs> you know, I used to spend time with Aries a lot. So, okay. All right. I know a few of them. We're so. very influential. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm making that shit up. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Shit. Me, shit. Hey, you might be Whatever right. sound good, right? <laughs> wow. Right, All right, right. right, man. I appreciate you, man. Yes, I really do. Nice to meet I appreciate you. you. Again, I look forward to working with you in the future. Yes, I love ma'am. what you're doing. Keep working. Keep grinding. Thank you. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just excited for you. You gotta come. You gotta come. Yeah. All right. No, thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, keep, keep grinding. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Living Millennial. We'll hear from y'all next time. All right, friends. That's our show. Tune in next time. Living Millennial. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. We are living millennials. Oh, Be sure to subscribe to our show, follow us on IG, and tell us what you think.